When they are consuming your minds and your thoughts and your dreams, from the angels to the demons and to the mysteries unseen, there is no need to worry. There is no need for dread. It's just time to discuss the thing at the foot of the bed. <laughs> Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to UPRN, otherwise known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network and United Public Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, of course, I got a cat hair in my mouth just as I'm about to talk. <laughs> Hi, I'm one of your hosts. My amazing co-host is next to me here. Um, my name is Laura Lee Podvin. I am a Canadian spiritual a psychic medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, and mentor, registered nurse. I'm a budding animal communicator now and well-versed in the paranormal. I get a few housekeeping things out of the way as I usually do. Now we do have a Facebook user. I said, if you are having a cat see you on Facebook, um, I'll highlight in the bottom left-hand corner. And just remember, we have 80% of our audience around the world is um, audio only. So if you want to join in the conversation, Oh, we got another animal communicator. I'm not sure who this is, but they said animal communicators are the best. So if you want to join in the conversation, there's a couple of ways. First of all, if you come up as Facebook user, you can head to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook to give permission uh, to use your picture and your name. And Dave's going to tell you, I think if you're from his group, I think you can click something as soon as I get this stuff out of the way. But if you want to join the conversation, come on, head over to YouTube. You can head over to UFO Paranormal Radio and United Public Radio Network. That's a big, long title. But if you um, you can go there on YouTube and it's the same name under the Facebook page. Uh, we're streaming to my amazing co-host, David Hansel's YouTube channel, which is the Spirit Experience and his group, which is the Spirit Experience. We are streaming on Instagram tonight. Uh, and I see, I actually could see it. We are live. When I did it Monday night, it said we were live, but I couldn't see it. We're streaming that to the Angel Rock. Uh, we are on Canada's Most Haunted. And do not forget that this network has a YouTube, or sorry, our own TV channel. It's been a long day running around like <laughs> Dave's under the weather. So <laughs> we're going to do our best here. Um, so we have our own YouTube, or not YouTube, I keep wanting to say that. We do have two YouTube channels for the network. But Roku, we have our own TV uh, station on there so you can find us we are streaming the thing at the foot of the bed here on Roku how you find it is you're going to go to the channel store and type in the search box UFO space P there's a drop down list that'll come down we're about the third one down you're looking for UFO space paranormal and United Public Radio Network and that's where you can watch us and many other of the hosts on this network uh, we've got quite a few actually we've got new shows starting all the time this network's been around for 25 years plus actually and uh, we stream multiple shows daily seven days a week on this network and when we're not streaming the archive server is running and it randomly picks shows over the last 25 years to stream so there's something for everybody on here so if you like what you see please like share and 
subscribe. I also do not want to forget to tell you guys, you want to stream, you want to stream in. See, it's been a long day. It's the first time I sat down since six this morning. Um, you do not want to forget to watch Spirit Switchboard here on UPRN with host Carrie Lynn Shellhorn, who is a friend of ours, and she's honored us to ask us to join her tomorrow on her show, again, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, and she was doing the 12 days of giving on her psychic medium, Carrie Lynn Shellhorn Facebook page, and one of the latter giveaways, I believe it was day 11, <coughs> people could enter their name and there was a draw and the person i i'm so sorry i didn't get a chance to see their name but they won and they're going to join us on the show for two hours and we can talk about paranormal there's all kinds of things and i believe dave and i are going to be giving um uh reading away i think okay i've rambled long enough <laughs> here dave tell them all about you <laughs> hi guys i'm david hensel i am a spiritual medium channel teacher i am also an animal communicator um uh, and you're correct, uh, Facebook user, um, animal communicators rock. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful thing to know how to do, and it's such a blessing from whatever you believe in that we have it. Um, if you are on, watching from my Facebook group, The Spirit Experience, above the video you're watching right now, you'll see a clickable link for StreamYard. All you got to do is click on it. It will tell you to uh, give permission. You put yes, no, and then your name will show up as much as your picture. If you don't want your picture to show up, any Facebook users, that is totally cool with us. If you want us to know who you are, just type in your name and you're good to go. I forgot that, so I'm glad you added that. Yeah, I figured that. You got that. I have been, um, hi everybody. I have been, I have been a cold now for like five days and I never get a cold and you know, it's bound to happen. Uh, so here I am. <laughs> but so bear with me and my voice and everything else. And Laura Lee has just been running all over. Oh, the my, I finished uh, shopping, shopping today. Finally, unfortunately, I get paid monthly and my January check. Half of it comes just before Christmas. So I use it for Christmas shopping. And I was telling David, now remember, I'm in Canada, and we have very few of these. We have a Canadian version of this called Dollarama, okay? And it used to be junk in the store, kind of improved. It's now gone up to $5 Canadian for everything. So Dollar Tree opened today. Oh, my God. I spent over $300 there. No, your Dollar Tree isn't a dollar. Everything's $5? Pretty well, if it's worthwhile buying. I, I bet you I could challenge people. If you could find five things that are a dollar at Dollarama, I, good luck. Anything oh, that's yeah. worthwhile buying is usually about four. It was usually $4. Now it's pretty well $5. And if you don't buy it, it's gone. And I, I was talking to a bunch of people that were in there because they didn't announce they were opening today. There's a Facebook group that I'm in for Dollarama. I found it about a week or two ago. So I knew when it was opening. And I am telling you, I, I had to put stuff back. Like, and I said to the manager, I go, how come there's no price tags on here? Because uh, nothing's more than $2. I said, what? Like, I am not kidding. I'm a crafter. They even had resin. They had molds. I used cr a cricket machine. They had cricket mats, cricket tools, like anything you could. They are, I, fairy gardens, wait till you guys see, because I'll be showing you guys. Wait till you see. I went bananas there. And there was no Christmas stuff, by the way. Why, right? It's the 21st of December, so I guess they oh, figured. Yeah. 
Yeah, a Dollar Tree here. We do have the Dollar Twenty Five, but they also have a five. Like Nicole says, they also have. Yeah, you guys have Dollar Tree. You guys have Dollar Tree Plus. Like I know all about that. Okay, this is just regular dollar stuff. There's dollar. one opening on my side of town in the new year, so believe me, like they're going to put Michaels out of business. Um, and then I heard we may be finally getting a Costco. I hope so. It's going to put these because our prices are astronomical. Like people yeah. think that as a Canadian, I'm going to say hi to everybody in just a minute here, I promise, that as a Canadian, they, they'll always say, I'm going to Canada, healthcare is free. Healthcare is free. Everything no. else is not. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know how much? Okay, so I have been to the States. I don't drink very often, but, you know, over there, we'll pick it up, right? 60 ounces of vodka, not premium. Uh, I think I got it last time I was over, it was about five, six years ago was uh, 10 $12, okay? To buy 60 ounces of vodka here, not even premium, you are looking at 75 to $85. A package of cigarettes, $22 for a package of cigarettes. In, and I hear, in, yeah, in, and Canada? in Canada, and I heard that in British Columbia, they start at $25. Most of that is taxes. And the reason why I know why is because most people go to, we have a reserve uh, about 10 minutes outside of the city. And everybody in the city goes there for gas. And you go there if, they, if they're a smoker because there's no taxes. And so a whole carton costs what, what one package costs for cigarettes, for example. Yeah, New York here is like, I think in New York, like a cocktail is $19. I, I mean, I'm glad I don't drink because if, if I drank still nowadays, like I used to drink, mm -hmm. I would be broke just from drinking. And I, you know, so yeah. I'm glad I don't drink and I'm glad I don't no, but People think healthcare is free. We are like, we have taxes upon taxes upon taxes. Like I, I forget what I bought last night. And I think it was $150, right? And I can't go to the grocery store now without just picking up a few things that'll cost that. But I think it was over $20 or $25 just in tax on what I had bought. So crazy, all those taxes, well, that's what pays for health care. All we can say, the grass is always greener on the other side, I'd say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, what it we're used is. to. There is well, I was all excited. So um, I have one of my little angels. Have you seen something glowing? My son, Justin, came in. And I guess I forgot to turn <laughs> it off, but I turned the light out before we started. And he goes, what's that flashing light in your room? I said, it's an angel. <laughs> Let's say hi to everybody here. So let's start at the top. So we got Sandra Sharp and she says, are you having technical issues again? No, as the store, uh, we try and wait, we, we end five minutes before the second hour. We're supposed to, I'm not being judgmental, calling anybody out. We are supposed to do that. But sometimes you have guests that like to chat or whatever. And sometimes as the shows go on. So we start a little bit, like a little bit past the hour just to give, people time to get their full two hours sort of thing or hour that's why but if we are having technical issues sandra we usually put it one of us will post it on on our uh youtubes for you guys letting you know we're coming we're going to show up so we've got a facebook user animal communicator awesome then we've got cindy mitch she says hello julie jean bassett she says hi laura lee and david and everyone i'm going to give her a shout out because i took an amazing animal communication course with julie a couple 
well, it's almost two weeks ago now. We have a practice group. It's been quiet, but I think everybody's trying to get ready for the holidays because I know I'm going to be in there right after Christmas is done. And uh, you guys, you got to check her out. She helped me out with my cat amazingly. And also she is a shamanic practitioner and I'm going to shout her out because she's incredible. Like it was life-changing for me, the session I had with her. So we've got Howie O'Dell, Rift Nation Network, check him out. He's got the Orion Effect. Dave and I have been a guest on his show. Welcome. We've got another, fa I think these people must be coming from your group, Dave, because uh, yeah, they said David Hansel Medium is amazing. He is. Mom, get mom, get off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and Howie says, Hitman in the house. LOL, tips top hat. Everybody's saying hi to one another. We love when you do that. And Nicole Thomas Ryan says, Hello, sending send light and love. Think I have the flu. Oh, sweetie. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I feel your pain everybody's got this. So I send you a send healing and I been trying to send Dave some too. I, and I didn't even touch base till about an hour before when I finally got everything out of bags and everything. And I said, are you okay? Are you feeling any better? <laughs> and you're still not feeling well, right? Uh, no, but I'll, I'll be okay. I mean, I've had calls before in my life. You know, I've I've been around this world for over a half a century now. So, I, you know, I was bound to get another cold. Well, you know what, though? I said this to you before I went live. And unless I nip it in the bud right now and I take tons of supplements, if I get something, it usually goes to my chest and I have it for like six to eight weeks when somebody has it for a couple days and people will say you're still sick why don't you go to the doctors well first of all, i don't have a family doctor most people in my city don't but second of all it's a virus they're not going to do yeah, anything they can't do anything yeah it annoys me though i said this to you before we went live i'm you know being a nurse you think you'd have a strong immune system and then i realized i don't really go out anywhere with being you know permanently off with my back so maybe that's part of it so somebody's Oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. I saw that had every shot that there ever was. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'll be careful with that word. You, oh, use yeah, the yeah. word. you use the perfect word. You use the perfect word. So, oh, Facebook user says, Ours is a buck in Wisconsin. You know what? I have not been to the States because I can go to Wisconsin. I am 35, 40 minutes away from the Minnesota border. And I am literally about three and a half, four, depending on traffic and what. Did, can you can you go across the border into Minneapolis, go to a dollar store there, buy everything real cheap and take it back? Or do you get taxed? No, 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 no. Okay. So what happens is, okay, so I am about three and a half, almost four hours away from Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. So, but to get into Wisconsin, you just go over the bridge. It takes less than five minutes. And then I'm in Wisconsin. Can I go to Minneapolis? Yes. And actually there's a store right outside the Minnesota um, U.S. border called Ryden's Border Store, and they let us use their address. And they'll hold our packages like for buck to three bucks, and they'll and you just put your name and you use it like a U.S. address. They're amazing. So lots yeah. of people do, yeah, because to go over the border, it's only 35, 40 minutes, but we're limited, right? So yeah. you have to be over, I think, 48 hours before you could bring back anything substantial, or then you got to pay duty, and that gets expensive. Duty. 
Okay. Oh, okay. So this person says drinking is expensive. Yes, is Canada's healthcare free? No, it is not. That's why I said it is not even close to free because um, many of the things that you guys have to have, well, depending on how you say it, I say insurance, some people say insurance. Um, you have to have secondary insurance. Um, you don't get, I know you guys have HMOs and stuff, but uh, to see a specialist takes like four or five years sometimes. I'm not kidding. Um, so you don't pay when you go to the doctor's office. You must have your cart. It's called a no-hip cart here in Ontario. Um, and not everything's covered. You still have to pay for a lot of things. Dental's not covered. Medication's not covered. Eyes, I, nothing with eyes is covered. Hearing, nothing. You pay for all that stuff. So believe me, it's not free. Jackie Lane says, hi. Uh, I always like to put that out there every now and then because I'll hear people say that, right? <laughs> well, we got Jonathan here. He says, hey. Hey. Okay, Ken Stockless here, popping in for a few minutes. Oh, yeah, Ken says, Rydens is awesome. You use it. Oh, yeah, you can use a forwarding service as well. He uses one because he's in, um, in Mississauga, but he said not in the Toronto area. So here we are. Now, should we talk about, we want to know if you guys got any specific questions or anything, because Dave and I planned a topic a couple of weeks ago, and we didn't know if you guys wanted to talk then, you want to talk holiday stuff or whatever you want to talk, we're here for that, right, Dave? Yeah, you can. Yeah, we can talk about, um, yeah, because we were going to do some Christmassy stuff here. Um, mm -hmm. But um, we do whatever you'd like. New case is awesome. I don't know. Oh, your new case is awesome. You know, okay. we forgot to wish everybody. Happy winter solstice, unless you're in Australia, that's already passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then it's yesterday, or is it tomorrow? Well, sometimes okay. Michelle pops in when she's getting ready for work, so I don't know if she's if she's just uh, busy, probably. Now, tonight is the longest night of the year. Mm -hmm. It is where it is for Laura Lee and I, we're in the same time zone. So um, it is the longest night of the year, which means I get to be sick for a little extra time today. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I get off of here, I have to wrap. I got the tree up. Oh, I'm going to give you guys a really, a really quick um, tip. And it's on TikTok. Don't forget to check Dave's TikTok out. He has a massive TikTok. I call it massive compared to mine. <laughs> and. <laughs> We almost have a hundred thousand subscribers. I think that's pretty substantial. Well, yeah, it's it's getting there. I've had every once in a while I will lose a few subscribers because, of course, I'll I'll post a video someone doesn't like usually. But you know, you know what? I don't I don't post videos to get subscribers. I post videos to answer the questions, and I just happen to have that many subscribers, so that worked out for me. It real quite a bit. I'm going to go back to JK47 Paranormal Investigations in just a sec here. Howie says it's the night for uh, the phase. Anyways, okay. trend from TikTok. And I actually, I am not trying to offend anybody, but I really usually can't stand country music. But Jelly Roll has a couple really good songs out there, I think. As Save Me and... Um, I have to, I can't even, I, I don't even know my own name right now. Anyways, his wife, Bunny XO, she usually wins for top female uh, podcast. And these two have had some pretty incredible life stories, the two of them. 
anyways, I, I wasn't looking for her. It came up in my YouTube shorts and she said, the new trend on TikTok is to not put your lights around the tree, but to put them up and down. And I was watching because she was filming it in her short. And I'm going, that looks like crap. But when she was done, oh my goodness. So I tried it. It's awesome. It we, really used, we, we did that. That's what years ago when I used to put up a Christmas tree, that's what yeah. we did top to bottom, up and down. I never understood that in a circular motion. <laughs> I, up and down was a lot easier for me. I'll see. But, and you use less lights. And mm -hmm. I have a whole gnome tree. See, I have to go all out for Christmas because Justin, my youngest, Dave's such a sweetheart. They always have a visit after the show. My son pops in here. He's going to be 26 in March, but he's like at that precocious age of a five to seven year old. So we have all these traditions. The tree has to be done. The baking must be done. The, like my everything has to be done. Are you so worried Santa's not going to come? So that's why I'm running around like a maniac. So Christmas night, I forgot to tell y'all, if you guys are hanging out, maybe you're full from dinner or whatever you celebrate, or even if you don't celebrate, or maybe you're feeling a little lonely or whatever, I'll be hanging out with y'all on Christmas uh, night, uh, Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. on the Angel Rock. And it's just me and little old me and whoever shows up. So I hope you guys come and join me. And then actually anybody who's listening out of our billions and billions of thousands of people are listening. I thought about this. I probably will do it. And maybe if Laura Lee's not busy, she might jump on. But on Sunday night, which is Christmas Eve, the 24th, I think around nine or 10 o'clock, I'm going to go on for about an hour. Or okay, so. then send me the juju. Like if you've seen the mountain every year, I say, no, I'm not going to buy lots. And then I forget what I bought months ago. I have a mountain mountain of gifts like mountains and even with gift bags there have been days when and i said this year i'm not doing it christmas morning before one minute before my son wakes up i'm literally putting the last bag under the tree so uh -huh. i want that done so if i know that okay i'll because we don't do a lot um over christmas we have like we're having christmas christmas eve dinner at my son's house but i should be home before well, and also Howie Odell on um, on the Orion effect is also going to be on Christmas Eve. If I go on um, Christmas Eve, it's going to be on TikTok. So you can find me at at Medium David Hansel. No slashes, no periods, no anything like that. It's at Medium David Handel, Hansel. There's almost a hundred thousand followers. Anything yeah. less than that, it means they're they're lying yeah, to you. That's why I mention it because yeah. he has so many people trying to clone him. Now it's like ninety-eight or ninety-eight point seven or something like that. I can't remember. Okay, so, so Jonathan says he'll be there. Oh, Cindy, you're so sweet. She says, Merry Christmas, Justin. So I like too that that Howie said it's the night for the fae or fairies. Speaking of fairies, me and me and Dave have a little problem. We love gnomes. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a whole gnome tree and I they had their fairy garden stuff. <gasps> I went absolutely insane. Like my garden next year is going to be so incredible with and they're all little mini guys. Oh, I got goosebumps about it. I'm so excited. Maybe the fae are here. <laughs> Now I'm tell anybody, and this sounds crazy, you guys, but just hear me out. If you are somebody who gardens outside in the springtime, 
see if you can get yourself a can find out how you can get your connections to the elemental world no matter Absolutely. what it is because if you you can leave little offerings and fun stuff i've done that i've left little symbols full of stuff for them yeah. i put bells out for them and all that stuff um they really will whether you believe it or not they really do help your garden grow really nice you know I mean, what else? I did an experiment. You know, I agree 100% with you. I do a fairy garden every year, but this year the garden was planted in the front and in the back. And my partner doll said, the garden's not really growing that well this year. And I went, oh, we forgot the crystals. So I kid you not. Once we put the crystals out, it, it, it just went bananas, like started growing. So oh, wow. one day I was one day, this was years ago. I wanted um where I lived when I first moved down here, I ended up living like in a suburban -y place uh, with my roommate. And she was always, she was a rafter, a raft guide. So she was in West Virginia all the time. And it was basically just me living in this entire house by myself. And we had this big and ground back pool. It was just absolutely beautiful. I don't know how that ended up like that, but it was beautiful. But I was bored one day and I told her, I said, she she understood like the elemental world. She wasn't into it, but she understood what I did. And I said, I would, can I put a little fairy garden out in your background or something? Just because I just feel like I want, you know. Yeah. She said, Yeah, sure, go ahead. I just dug. I there's just in North Carolina, it's all clay here. It's like red clay. It's just like, ugh. But anyway, I dug up this red clay stuff and I got some just regular little dirt. I put some cups of dirt down and I built it's maybe about like three or four feet, maybe about this big. And I just surrounded it with rocks and I went to a dollar store and I bought an English garden mixture oh, and I just sprinkled it on oh, there. And then I just let it rain. I swear <laughs> to God, within a, within a couple of weeks, I had the most beautiful, I, some people in the neighborhood would go, what are you going to do with all those weeds? I'm like, those aren't weeds. That's a fairy garden. It's an English garden. It's all these little plants going up and down. And I swear that little space on that property was so magical for me for the longest time. But um, that's another thing you guys can do. If, if you ever, you can just make your own little fairy garden. And yeah. even if it doesn't detract anything or you're not really into that, just to see it outside, sit by it, use it as a meditation place, yeah. maybe an altar or something like that. It's, it's a really fun, good thing to do. And I do it every morning. And I have, of course, a gnome bird feeder it looks like a little tent and he's popping his head out and the birds didn't like it for the longest time and then I have one that looks like a little camper and I keep them filled and then my partner said well we need to take them down and I said I don't want to take them down they need to eat and he said yeah Laura but what if there's some here that won't fly south because the food's here and I said, no, it's always the little chickadees that stay for the winter. So they're having a field day and a party out there. So every morning, I don't care if it's rain, snow, shine, cold. I go out there because I'm going to add to what uh, Jonathan said. Grounding is key. Absolutely. Yeah. Meditation. I do meditation. I do my grounding outside. And then... I have a little visit with the birds and one of them's getting quite close. I'm, my goal is should he choose he or she, they, I should say, I would love for them to land on me. Uh, he's this one. I'm calling him a, he, I should say they, but 
I could put my hand out and touch him. So he's getting closer every day. So we'll see what happens. But Julie added to the Faye likes sweets and alcohol. Interesting. I don't think I've ever put alcohol out there, but I have. I have put Julie. I have put. Um, I have put little thimbles of alcohol out for them. I don't drink, but, but one day I went to the store and I bought this little tiny thing of wine. I'm gonna and try that. And and um. I can't remember. I I don't have any magical weird thing as if like it was gone the next day because I know that when I put it out, I, I didn't pay attention to it for a while. Of course, it wasn't there when I got back, but uh, I did see a couple mice who couldn't walk a straight line after that. They got so funny. They take the energy of it. Oh, you guys, I got to tell you a crazy really story. Speaking of animals. So I always tease my son, Justin, lovingly. But he's upstairs right across the bedroom from here. And he always has to look out my bedroom window. Always. And it's always like, do you think the weather is better or different or <laughs> whatever? Yeah. Right. So it was about quarter after one, about three or four nights ago. And I was just about to, I said, oh, gee, Justin, I closed that. You got the curtain open again. And I went to go close it. And I noticed a blur out of the corner of my eye. And I watched this massive coyote was running up the center of the street. Okay. And um, it's a busy street that I live on. He rounded a corner into all of the population, not way off. Like there is forest a ways, ways, ways down from where I live. I could understand that. He went so fast. By the time I counted to two, he was gone. He was massive. And so I mentioned to my partner, I just saw a coyote. Are you sure it's not a wolf or it was a dog? I said, I know what a coyote. Well, maybe it was a fox. I said, it was not a fox. He goes, well, coyotes aren't up this far. And they never used to be, but they are. So um, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how fast this thing was like literally within two seconds and you would think right that besides maybe a cheetah or something that's running in a full burst quickly he rounded that corner so quick and was gone by the time i counted to two he was gone and all alone um it was crazy 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 I wanted... oh, go ahead, dave sorry oh no no i was just i was just commenting and said that's i I've never saw a coyote. Well, I've saw a fox, but I've never saw a coyote around here. It was um, big. I was going to say coyotes are kind of big, aren't they? Not I as big know. as a wolf. I've never really seen. It, it wasn't as big as a wolf. Like I know wolves. can. And Del always when, used to tell me, having worked out in the bush, and then we should read Cindy's comment. It's beautiful. Um, he always said, you never have to worry <laughs> about the wolf you see. It's the wolf you don't. He said, if you see a wolf, he said, more than likely, they're all stalking in behind you coming to, yeah. yeah. Like the raptors in the, in the, uh, oh, yeah. that's, that's what they are. Okay. Cindy Mitch says, yes, my mom had a solar garden and I added to it yearly. Her presence is so strong there. Cindy, that is a beautiful and wonderful beautiful. idea. And I think you guys, if you have a parent, friend or anything who did use to garden or did used to like that stuff, it's a really cool thing to honor them by doing that. Um, because I mean, even though you might not, you can tell that they're there and smiling on that. And even though we're on the other side, it, it we still like to be acknowledged. 
you know, we still do. So I think that I that wonder if her mom, though, right? It was hers that she started, if you will, almost like a tradition. And Cindy, you're honoring your mom by adding yeah. to it. So she knew you would be spending time and energy in that space. Maybe that's where she knows she could connect. Plus, the energy from the ground, um, raising your vibration, if you will, working with all of that. What a beautiful honoring thing to your mom. I know. Oh, I got to tell you real quick. And I know you guys were going all over the place, but trust me, we're going to talk. Dave about and I haven't talked all week. We normally do. Yeah. We send each other super hilarious oh. memes and stuff, but. So we had, um, it, was, it was months back, we were talking about deer on here. And I'm, and I'm saying that because um, Jonathan, JK47 uh, Paranormal, said, in my mind's eye, I saw a white deer with a golden crown three weeks ago. Oh. I want to acknowledge that because of the fact that we, and I don't know if you were on here, but months ago, we were talking about deer and talking about mm -hmm. stories about seeing strange things. And I kid you guys not, I am not lying to you. I even took a picture. The next morning, uh, behind in my office, which is uh, like on the second floor, and it looks over this um, this lot next to me, which is a whole forest. I look up after we talked about deer. We did all this stuff about deer, and this is what's weird. Um, the next morning, I look out. I'm I'm sitting at my computer, and I look out my window, and all of a sudden, I see looking straight at me a deer. I have never ever saw a deer, and I don't live in the country. Um, I just got that field of trees. There was a deer and she stood there and watched me and I quick took a picture. I still get the picture. You can hardly see her. And then it disappeared. Um, I have not seen a deer since. Now, again. <laughs> yeah, the deer again. Right, Mark? I know. Um, but anyway, so now, sadly enough, they tore down the forest next oh, to my no. house because they're going to build a house. And I'm like, oh, I, I, have... you, okay. I am so against the progress of people building over and over and over. And I know we have a lot of land on this world, but my gosh, leave us a little sanctuary to go step into for a moment instead of having to drive hours to go. Well, we have a lot around here. I don't live rurally, but um, dear are very common thing. Like in my old house, I have so many videos. There used to be a mama deer with two little twin fawns that used to come and visit and they'd feed in the front yard. And I had all kinds of video of that. But interestingly enough, you know what you made me think of when you said that? Julie, when I took her animal communication course, she walked us through this beautiful meditation to meet our animal guide that would help us with communication. And what did I end up getting? It was this most magnificent stag with the, the giantest, hugest rack of antlers. But it was he was so proud of this. You could see this beautiful, it was darker and it was almost like fur, rough around his neck. And he even told me his name. Now, I would never come up with this name. His name was Ronan. So speaking of deer. There you go. Spider deer. That's interesting. Spider deer. Those are the ones that have the notes. Yeah, I know some people will show them and it's, uh, I guess spider deer, spider deer have some kind of deformation or something. Um, yeah, kind of I guess that's into the Wendigos and the... Uh... Uh, I think spider deer are more frightening for people who put the scary music behind it and TikTok, but... Um, I guess if that's what I'm thinking of, if I'm thinking, I could be thinking of the wrong thing, Mark, but I, I think that's what I might, they have their nose, they have eyes by their nostrils. I was going to tell you for animal communication, you know what, 
you know what animal came in with me and stayed with me and still with me to this day? Uh, it's been eight years and I was here is Fox. Fox has been with me forever. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. I yeah. love it. Well, you know what was key about this, right? Like, and I loved the way it was handled in the class with Julie. Like she said, she had shared what her animal is. And I won't say unless she decides to share it, but not having expected she had shared with the one that works with her. But she said, like, even if you got like, say a cockroach or a bug or something, every every species on the planet has so many incredible characteristics. There's a reason why they will come through as a guide to work with you. So, oh, okay, Jonathan says he Googled it. I'm not sure what you were referring to. I Googled it, it says it was Jesus. I'm not sure what that is, do you know? Oh yeah, no, I don't know what you meant. Do you you Google Jesus? It was a yeah, not quite sure, John. You'll have to tell us what. I was probably something we were talking about. Okay, I'm looking up spider deer because Mark is saying. Okay, Julie shared it. Now I can tell you, she said it was a porcupine. We never thought of a porcupine, and that's her main guide that she works with. Which she said with animal communication. I know people when when I even when I went when I was uh when when I um studied Reiki when I went into my Reiki classes and we were using animal guides, um people were upset like one person go, I got a mouse, and you know, why do I just get a mouse? I'm like, Are you kidding me? Why would you think that a mouse is not you know, they wanted a lion or something? It's like, why would you think a mouse is gonna survive something faster than a lion could? Because it can duck under things, it can hide, it can do all kinds of things. Oh, that's oh yeah, there you go. That's a spider deer. One of them's talking about that. Um, Facebook user. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jonathan said he Googled the white stag with a golden crown. And that's what he was talking about when he Googled it. It came up a sign of Jesus. Does that make sense? Yes, it's a symbol. It's a symbolism of it. Yeah. Okay. It so is. I know what it means though. Facebook exactly. user said I might. I had might still a squirrel guide. I love squirrels. I love them. I love yeah, all I mean, animals. David, I love Oh, go ahead, David. Yeah, I, there is a, I don't think there's an animal I don't like besides human beings. I mean, <laughs> human beings are probably the only animal that make me angry half the time. 
No, but we've bonded about animals. Both of us said years ago, I think when we met each other, we said it, they can got to be friends. I said, we both almost said at the same time, or I think you said it or, and I said, oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. If I ever won the lottery is to open an animal sanctuary. Oh, and I know it would be a lot of work, but a safe space for all animals to go to. Right, Dave? And you said the same that's thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is how I Go ahead, sorry. Julie oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know what? I got a delay tonight, you guys. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was just going to read Roger Garza. He says, hola, is this a Spanish experience? No, wait, the spirit experience, LOL. Ah, ha, ha, ha. It is. Why did I say something Spanish? I don't know if I did. <laughs> okay, but that's Dave's group, but it's actually the thing at the foot of the bed. How about that, Roger? So Nicole says one of her guides is an owl. And I liked what Julie said too. She said cockroaches have taught her a lot about survival. And then hang on, we'll go down a little bit lower here. Um, and I apologize. I really have a delay tonight because every time I think there's a break, I end up talking over Dave. And it's I'm okay. Sorry. It's okay. And we you know have what? Carrie Lynn Shellhorn here, who I told you guys, I'm going to remind you, do not at the beginning, and I'll tell you at the end, I'm going to tell you again now, do not forget to join us on her show tomorrow's uh, Spirit Switchboard. Uh, it's from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And David and I are joining her with the winner of a, she gave away a two-hour spot for somebody to join her on her show. And she asked David and I to join with them. So that's tomorrow. And it's going to be tons of fun. And we're super excited about it. And Dave and I are going to be giving away a reading. I didn't ask Dave. I've asked Dave and talked to him about it. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. How? And we'll make Carrie, Carrie Lynn. Is that a funny joke? Because, and I don't know if you meant it to be a joke, but it's funny. Carrie Lynn says, I have a skunk animal guide that makes me laugh, but makes sense. I don't think it's a joke. I, th I think he sounds like he's got a great sense of humor. But then again, he makes a lot of sense as well. Or, or he's got a scent or sense. Oh, is that what you were, but makes sense. I think she was oh, not joking. <laughs> not joking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Julie says, to Native Americans, everyone has nine power animals. My, I one time, and since you have, um, where, where did she go on here? I can't think of your name all of a sudden. J uh, not Jackie, Julie, Julie, Julie. Jean said, she'll, she'll, under, she'll, you'll understand this. I still do a lot of journeying. I love to journey. I don't do it as much as I used to. Um, but I, I've gotten, I've written many stories from my journeys. Like um, I wrote the kind of like the adventures of a small rock that fell off a hill and went into a, uh, uh, a road I was driving on and I picked it up and I took it home and I journeyed with this rock to hear this wonderful, beautiful story taking me way back to when the rock started. And But my most interesting journey with animals was um, I wanted to know about spider. And when I was doing the journey, I had two spiders that came into that journey. One was this big, old, ugly, like it was big, ominous spider. And the other one was this tiny little spider. And I remember I was looking at the spiders and the big one had made mention to me. He's like, because I was kind of afraid of him and going towards a small uh, spider. And he was telling me, you might not want to do that because my size isn't what's dangerous about me. He was talking about that. And he was telling me how the little spider was the one who bites 
uh, that was the bad spider. So, I mean, they weren't bad to me, but he's saying there was a lesson they were teaching me and different uh, insects and reptiles, you see that just because a reptile is or insect is ugly, it doesn't make it dangerous. It doesn't make it bad. In mm -hmm. fact, between the two spiders that came to me, the little spider was one that if you cornered it, it would have bit you. So it wasn't really dangerous, but it would have. The big spider wouldn't have. You would have just crawled, curled up and like wanted to run away. So it was a valuable lesson I had learned from that. And you want to know something to this day, when I see spiders outside, I used to have such a phobia of spiders. If I see a spider in my house or anything, I do not mush it. I won't mush a daddy long leg. I won't mush a spider at all. The only spider that I ever had to unfortunately go down my drain was a black widow because we have a lot of them here. There's a black widow in my sink and she would not come out and she was getting very agitated and I ended up running water and she kind of went down my sink. Mm -hmm. Um but other than that, just doing journeys, learning that just because something looks the way it does, doesn't necessarily make it a danger. And in that, sometimes the smaller thing is the thing that can hurt you, not the big thing. Well, it's all so, kind of like, don't judge a book by its cover. So Jackie Lane, yeah. his animals seem so pure in spirit. What I was looking for and trying to find out what kind of spider they are, they, there is a huge thing with these little spiders. They're really, I think they're called jumping spiders. They're actually really cute and people keep them as pets. There's a girl on TikTok that she does things. They almost seem to, well, I know that animals have personalities, but it's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. I'm going to see if I can find, yeah, I think they're called jumping spiders. And they've, they're when they're really tiny and they've got a, uh, you guys aren't going to think this is cute, but I'll see if there's, they almost look, look very animated. Like, and people, yeah, they're really tiny. Here, I'll take this off again. See if we can show, show you guys this. Oh, see them? They're really, really tiny. That's oh, yeah, yeah. So people keep these as pets. It's a big thing. And I know people have been, been really, um, really, like there's a lot of channels and stuff that share about them. And the only animal, and I know there's a purpose for everything is, is yellow jackets or wasps, but I understand their food sources for their okay. animals. So somebody had asked me about mosquitoes one time. What's what purpose do mosquitoes feed? Well, they're on that. They're on the loop. They're on the food chain. So that's pretty much it. So Howie said Carrie Lynn's is an owl. And then Cindy Mitch said Sean Kelly. I was just on Sean Kelly's show, um, his Sunday night show this past week. Uh, he said Sean Kelly did the spirit guide hypnosis and I learned my animal spirit guides. I had a deer uh, for my female. And then Howie says mine is an otter and a squirrel. And then he said, skunk that rocks. Okay, Roger, you got to, sorry, we're behind on comments. She said, what's it called? Are you talking about our show? The thing at the foot of the bed. Because I think you said, is this the spirit experience? So Carrie Lynn says, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Not joking. She meant about, I think her. About animal. the skunky. Yeah, isn't about that. Um, but yeah, spirit animals. Uh, Julie says she loves the journey too. I said, I don't. Um, most of the people I know in shamanism or who practice shamanism do journey, but I tell people you don't have to participate. I mean, you don't have to practice shamanism in order to learn how to journey. 
um, journeying is just a beautiful thing to do. It's, I, I go into, I trance out during drum beats all the time. I can't hear a drum beat without trancing out. So Jonathan says you can call me flower if you want to the skunk and Bambi. <laughs> and Jilly says animals teach us lessons all the time. They do. And Howie, you got it all down pat here. He said, my totem is bear, hawk, wolf, bobcat, mongoose, otter, panther, bluebird, and owl. I do have a black panther. And this came from my, oh, sorry about that, Murray. Our little guy, I don't know where he is. He's under the pillows here. But I had a Black Panther come through with my session with Julie, actually. And I keep keep him right beside me as a reminder. And she is right about this. She goes, tarantulas versus brown recluse or black widows. Yeah, that. You know what, though? I guess it just teaches you not to mess with Mother Nature sometimes, right? You don't. Well, especially North Carolina here, two of the main spiders in North Carolina are brown recluse and black widows. Okay, Jonathan, we forgot to give you a shout out here, and I apologize. So JK47 Paranormal Investigations, you guys, check it out. Jonathan uses um, ITC or... In, um, intertrans communication with the spirit world with his sb7 and i think he's got a real gift utilizing that and he uses that to solve cold cases and and things like that now there was a case a while ago danilo cavalcante that he got some incredible information and him and i actually i'm in canada he's in the u.s and we did um an estes method if you will it was pretty interesting so Mark Foster, he's always, got, I got to read this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Do you want to read it, Dave? You go yeah. ahead and read it. Mark Foster says, my ex had eight legs, several eyes, and a key-shaped birthmark. That's right. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I turned down the water and stuck it right down the drain for you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> So Julie says journeying is just a meditation using a drumbeat or flute music. Mark says he doesn't know what his animals, spirit animal yet is. And Kaysen's here. Hi, Kaysen. Welcome. So Julie says same here in South Carolina. And I think we're caught up finally. Yeah. So you know what's funny though? Journeying is different to me than meditation. I get two different things in meditation. Yeah, it's it, it's odd. But speaking of scary animals and scary stuff, I guess I could segue us into what um, Laura Lee and I have been trying to talk. We we talked about it a couple of weeks back, and we said we were going to do some research, and then we did research, but we didn't end up talking about the subject with you guys. But it was I about the, have... oh, it was about ahead, the. Oh, I was going to say, it was about the Skinwalker and Wendigo stuff when people speak about Wendigo. it. Because there's so much well, weirdness about that. Well, there is. And we did it. Now I got to find it. I had all kinds oh. of it here. Like I knew we were going to do this, but hang on. I will find it because I had a bunch of clips um, downloaded, but I know how to find them very quickly and sure. easily. My, my, my little kitty star wants to say hello. There's Carmel. Oh, I didn't there think I'm not on that page. Who? Oh, hi, Carmel. Hi, sweetheart. So, Cindy, I am going to add her comment because she said rabbit, yeah. deer, bear, raven. So, that's so cool. So, well, we can share. Let me find these videos while we're talking, while Carmel becomes the star that he is, right? <laughs> I got to find. 
He's been sleeping for about four hours now. Oh, really? He took a cat nap. Yeah. Oh, a cat nap. Well, it's that kind of weather because my actually uh, what I did this year is I decided to try making a tree collar. I was not happy with it. So I went out, they were on 60% off. So I bought one and knock on wood, the kitties have not climbed the tree yet. But you know what I did find for anybody that's looking for a quick, easy way to turn the Christmas lights off and on. Um, there's a plug-in. Who's it made by? Let me check. I'll tell you guys this quickly because it's so cool. It's an app that comes with it and you plug your lights in. And literally this is how I turn my Christmas lights off and on is just sorry my phone behave yourself there okay so the app you just go on off and it turns everything off everything off or on wait i'm gonna just read this quickly so carrie lynn and then we'll i'm just searching anyways for the stuff in here she says my sweeping portal turned on by itself today just before a session it has never done that before wild Ooh. Well, when Carrie Lynn and I have done stuff together, like whether I've been producing or she's been on my show or whatever, we get lots of EVPs unexpected and strange stuff. So let's see what happens with David thrown into the mix too. You never know. So Kaysen says, have you guys listened to Terrence McKenna's incredible description about shamans and journeying? Have you, Dave? Um, what was it? Have you guys listened to Terrence? I don't know who Terrence McKenna is. I don't either. So somebody might know. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write it down here because I will look it up. I loved it. I'd love learning about me and Laura Lee will say this to people many times over. Whatever you're studying in spirituality, study oh, it yeah. from a lot of different things, a lot of different people. That way you don't get caught up just with one belief. Um, and be told this is the belief and this is your only belief and you better stay there because I've had beliefs before my NDE my belief about the other side was different than it is now <laughs> so I you know it's better now actually oh our friend show tomorrow night so it's uh, Roger so it's Carrie Lynn Shellhorn I don't know what's going on here I got sorry I got it hang on I got there it was on the screen. Sorry, Roger wants to know. Carrie Lynn Shellhorn. I'm going to highlight. Well, you can't, probably can't see it. So um, you just go on the UFO Paranormal Radio Network page on Facebook if you want, Roger. I know you're familiar, you and Faye, with that. And it's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's called Spirit Switchboard. And she's awesome, awesome, awesome. So somebody asked, is a Wendigo or Wendigo and Indigo gone wild? It's a good question. I might have to indigo going wild. Oh, isn't that funny? Or an indigo named Wendy. <laughs> Wendy. Exactly. So do you want to read Cindy's thing? I'm gonna to have to resend these because my computer is that's okay. I've got a thing to read about Wendigos too. I did some research and looked up the origins and all this stuff. I don't know how true it is because, like I said, it does research all across everything, and I got bits and snippets. But Cindy said, I love cats. I adopted four of them after Mr. Rudy passed away this year. Mr. Rudy is also still with me in spirit. Uh, well, if you have, there's, there's a difference between spirit animal and totems, I guess. People I, people interchange it. I have some people say a spirit animal is this and a totem's that. And some people say a totem's this and a totem's that. I guess it all depends on where you learn it from. I always tell people, here's the deal. After this, we no longer put labels on things. You're not going to be running around in spirit going, 
swear if anybody seen my totem animal because you don't use labels anymore so i guess it really doesn't matter what we call something here that's true okay yeah, wait, we just call it whatever is comfortable for us yeah okay i wait we're still in haint Ed O'Dell, that is Ed O'Dell said it depends on faith training and belief absolutely mr odell absolutely that's exactly Hi, Jennifer Malik. I have not seen her in forever. She and I used to be on the same network, our previous network before, and we've been friends for a long time. So we're really happy to have you here. Thank you. And Kaysen says, for showing, showing up, Jen. I know how he knows Jen, too. He goes, Jen. So Kaysen uh, says, OMG, he's talking about Terrence, I think. He says he's the prominent figure when it comes to psychedelics mostly silo silo cybin and dmt he's no longer with us oh, that's right. i have absolutely nothing against psychedelics and people using them for whatever they want i'm just not a user of them nor do i explore no. that I, I don't just for me i don't have a use for taking dmt or ayahuasca or anything at least not in this moment but i always tell people never say never you know, um, well, your body yeah. makes it anyways. I don't no, a ton yeah. of crazy stuff going on around the world. So I'm trying to find these when D Wendigos, you know, we're just going to start over from the beginning here because we, we had this planned. We were like doing all kinds well, of stuff, you guys. While you're looking, while you're looking, let me read something. Cause this is really interesting. Okay. You guys, because when we talk about a Wendigo, everybody always thinks of a, a creature, but they're like, well, why do they call something? Where do the creatures come from? What's this? What's that? Um, but we have to say this. The Wendigo myth carries several layers of symbolic meaning, which that's what I believe more of Wendigo and all that. It's more symbolic than it is an actual creature. But me and Laura, Laura Lee and I have talked about that sometimes enough people think about something, it it's now a totem. So it now materializes. So maybe there are some people seeing something because we we literally create the world in front of us if all of us all of us agreed to see um the great wall of china and lo and behold it exists uh so and nobody can say it doesn't so we, we don't know i will never pretend to know everything um but um so some here are a few common interpretations of it so um it comes under gluttony and greed uh, gluttony and greed, I'm sorry. So the Wendigo is often portrayed as an insatiable, no matter how much it eats, it remains hungry. This can be interpreted as a cautionary tale against excessive greed and consumption. This is especially relevant in harsh climate where communal sharing of resources would have been crucial for survival. Also, it has the Wendigo has a connection to cannibalism. So the Wendigo is closely associated with the act of cannibalism in a literal sense. This could represent a taboo against consuming human flesh, a rule that would be particularly important in times of extreme food scarcity. On a more metaphorical level, it could represent the idea of people consuming the life or resources of others out of selfishness or desperation. So if you have somebody who's taking everything you own, you you can you have every right to call them a Wendigo. Um, so because they're okay, taking I found everything, by the way. Okay. Finally. And the last one I'll give to you guys. Um also, it, it's under social and moral order. So the Wendigo myth might represent the fear of losing one's humanity and moral compass, especially under harsh circumstances. 
which is where the Wendigo came from anyway. And supposedly human beings that turned into these creatures because they were, you know, it, it, it came out of necessity at first, I guess. And they resorted to cannibalism. And then because they did that and it was a bad thing, they had an insatiable, you know, lust for eating and can't ever quench it and kept going. They became greedy. They just killed everything. So I guess you could say there is a moral compass to it at some point. Who knows? I think it's a really, it's one of those things though, unlike some of the other um, cryptids and stuff we talk about, it's got a history to it. And the history isn't just in the monster itself. It's in literally the essence of the monster, everything about the monster, everything that that monster represents is like something, uh, I guess, as human beings, we would call morally uh, morally not very good. I'll say that in a nice way like that. Okay, I'm going to stop just for a sec because I want to say hi to Faye Garza who was on here. She said, hey, you too. And Zach, I was just thinking about you. Zach says, hey there, everybody just got off work and wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and right back to you and everybody else that celebrates as well. I'm going to read Howie's Wendigo, but okay, so in the beginning years ago, you know, you would hear that a Wendigo or a Wendigo and a skinwalker were the same. And the reason why we look this up is because it seems every paranormal team on YouTube yeah. is seeing skinwalkers, is seeing whatever. So a Wendigo, they are different and it comes from Native American yeah. lore, the Wendigo for people. But exactly sort of what you said, um, for whatever reason, um, you know, during the winters, especially in North America, and food, food was scarce, people were dying. And what supposedly happened was some people ate the flesh of people of their tribe that had mm -hmm. passed. And because they did, they were cursed to walk the earth forever. And uh, basically always ravenously hungry, needing to feed on more human flesh and a very dangerous, fast creature. Whereas the skinwalker, and I'm going to read this part right here. Yeah. While you're reading that, I'm just going to get a drink of water. Absolutely. And then Howie, I'm going to read yours in just one sec here. So uh, this comes from what is a skinwalker for Native American myths and legends, and it covers it all. So it says the indigenous peoples of North America have complex cultures stemming back thousands of years and varying widely from tribe to tribe which is very true because I have some other legend and lore also that we did in this. We did this three weeks ago, just so you guys know, though, we pivot. Like if you guys want to talk about something else like we did for the last two weeks, that's why it took us a minute to find it. <laughs> uh, normally we would have this ready, but it's such a crazy time of year. Okay. So, um, there's four of the most fascinating, the Skinwalkers, number one. The Navajo legend of Skinwalkers has received a lot of attention thanks to the growing notoriety of Skinwalker Ranch, a Utah hotspot of the bizarre phenomena whose history we explore in more detail and they actually get into it. The exact origins of the Skinwalker mythos remain ambiguous, though they are generally said to have been evil witches with the ability to change their shape or take possession of animals and other people. These um, ominous abilities are alluded to in the Navajo phrase, and I apologize to anybody that speaks Navajo because I am going to butcher this. Ye Naldalushi, I think it is, meaning with it he goes on all fours. 
According to some traditions, skinwalkers were once healers and medicine men who were corrupted by their own power and turned to evil. In modern times, comparisons are frequently made with the Sith Lords of the Star Wars universe. That made sense to me. It also, uh, it's also been said that social transgressions and the breaking of tribal taboos can cause anyone to become a skinwalker. Frequently imagined in the form of monstrous coyotes, wolves, and bears, skinwalkers are extremely powerful beings said to be nearly impossible to unalive. Um, although according to widely reported lore, a bullet or knife rubbed with white ash may just do the trick. So I'm just going to cover these. There's uh, three more, Dave, when you went to grab no, your go ahead. Okay, now these are some I hadn't heard of. So I bet you some of you have. Night, Jonathan, thanks for being here. Um, so the cannibal dwarves of the Great Plains. <laughs> so the uh, Arapaho, Cheyenne, and the other tribes of the Great Plains have one frightening legend in common. <laughs> that of a race of terrifying cannibal dwarves of formidable strength known by several names, including, and again, I'm going to mess up this name, uh, <laughs> and the Tehihihan. They were said to be child-sized and insatiably aggressive. According to some versions, versions of the legend, they were warlike because they believed they could only reach the afterlife by being unalived in battle. Their exact characteristics vary depending on the tales uh, shared in different tribes. In some tellings, they were the one-eyed in the manner of a cyclops, that's interesting, or had wings. They were also commonly supposed to have magical powers, even, even being able to turn invisible. It says, fortunately, these malevolent, carnivorous, goblin-like creatures are commonly regarded to have been wiped out in an ancient battle with an alliance of the tribes, although stories of little folk, and I have some videos of little folk caught on, on camera, um, so although stories of little folk, some more benign and merely mischievous, are integral to the legends of many North American tribes. And then we get to Wendigo or Wendigo, depending how you say it, known to the many Algonquin tribes of the North American continent. And I do have a story to tell about something interesting about this. Uh, Wendigos are among the most frightening and fearsome creatures of the indigenous lore. The concept of this macabre, entity has been frequently appropriated by writers of comics, horror novels, TV shows, and films, with Wendigos often depicted as werewolf-like creatures, with, often with antlers or horns. I've seen pictures with the skin all coming off, and you can see the ribs and their bones. Um, one of the scariest, you guys, I always say this, I don't watch TV much, but my guilty pleasure was, and still is at times, Supernatural. I believe it was their second episode. It might have been their third that still to this day is very scary, especially if you live in an area with a lot of forest. When you go rurally, Dave, you grew up in Wisconsin, so you know yes. too. Which is real funny, just to interrupt you for two seconds. Um, the, I, I find something odd the way things go because uh, like a skinwalker is someone, as a skinwalker could be a human being and then be an animal. And a werewolf is a human being that could be an animal. So I wondered if there's a correlation between skinwalkers and actual werewolves, too. Okay, so Jen said three others besides herself saw one during a Bigfoot expedition nine years ago. We, it saw 
I'm not sure it saw is, or I think it saw that they saw it, but yeah. then it went into another trail in the woods and you smelt it first. So you're talking about, I guess, a skinwalker, Jen, and a, interesting about the smell, because most people do report the smell, not just with Bigfoot, but also many of these creatures. And Jennifer is very well versed in many. And I'm also Jennifer. I'm also from Wisconsin. And if you, uh, you said the North Woods, is that anywhere? Is that near where they cited like the Brer Road Beast or anything because I went up there a few times and but I did not I didn't find anything obviously but I didn't sit up there in the woods and stare at it all day long I, I went up there as a kid for kicks because that's what we used to do in Wisconsin but I have heard of sightings of I guess Jennifer you could say um uh werewolves or you could say it was a skinwalker or who knows, depending on what time of night and what you saw and if it was dark and, you know, it's it's really hard to tell. Go ahead, Laura Lee. Okay. I Sorry, you. I was answering <laughs> somebody back yeah. while you were talking. It was one of my guests that I had on was amazing. He's over in Australia. Okay. So, um, however, the original lore describes Wendigos as giant emaciated humanoids, often freezing cold and driven by an appetite for human flesh. It's often widely, it's widely thought Wendigos were grotesque manifestations or symbols of the harsh winters and lack of food, which many tribes people had to endure. There was even an early psychiatric condition dubbed Wendigo psychosis, describing people of the Algonquin regions who were seized by cannibalistic compulsions. Um, an early example was reported by Jesuit missionaries in Canada in 1661 who wrote of a local malady striking local people, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. It makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they were pouncing upon women, children, and even upon men. The person most associated with the phenomenon of Wendigo psychosis was Swift Runner, a Cree Indian who worked as a trapper in Canada. In the winter of 1878, he horrified his community by unaliving, I'll say. They use the S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R-I-N-G, um, but we have to be careful because we're on YouTube, and eating his own wife and children. Ugh. He later claimed he'd been overcome by the spirit of a Wendigo, um, a defense that didn't prevent him from being sentenced to hang by a jury that included his fellow Cree. Okay, this last one was interesting. No, I had not heard of this last one. Um, okay, so Roger, you mean shapeshifters? Is that what you're talking about, Roger? And Jennifer mentioned too, she said Wendigo is what she saw. <laughs> and she said it smelled like rot. And she said it, her encounter was in the north woods of Wisconsin. And she said it's it's southern Wisconsin. So this is called the Queen of Death Valley. Located in California, Death Valley is a scorching slice of America and one of the hottest places on earth. It's also associated with myths and legends of the Timbisha Shoshone tribe who have inhabited the unforgiving Death Valley region for over a millennium. According to generations old stories, Death Valley was once a lush green landscape of rolling meadows and gushing springs. Wow. Hey, could you imagine that compared to what it is now? Yeah. It's, it's, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Mark Forrester had put down, I'm convinced that many of these creatures, Yeti, Bigfoot, Scotch, Wendigo, or Skinwalkers, to name a few, are interdimensional beings. I do know my, my. I don't know about Wendigos and all that, because I, I, 
I, I don't know how far I go into that yet. I'm not saying they don't exist. I just haven't been into it enough to make a educated determination on my part. Anything I say would just be an opinion. But I do know, I do know for sure, I'm pretty dang sure, you are absolutely correct about Bigfoots as they are interdimensional. And they are, and they are um, actually, they're not, they're not unintelligent. They're probably more intelligent than we are. So... I've even heard an interesting couple of theories about what people think Bigfoot could be versus us as human beings. And I, I'd be interested, Jen, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I know you know so much about this kind of stuff. What's your thoughts? I'd love to see in the comments about what you believe uh, many of these creatures are. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer was at answering also before I finish this story, sorry, it was during uh, the day, Bray Road, Southern Wisconsin. And then Mark's asking, is it the Bray Road Beast? Bray Road Beast, Bray Road Beast Mark Forrester, you can look it up and there's a lot about it. They, um, we had, they had werewolf sightings in, um, I, I can't remember if that's Kettle Moraine area or whatever that is. Um, but they named it the Bray Road Beast. That's where I saw it and Bray Road. And the actual... Um, the actual police department in that town still has a silver bullet there. I don't know if they still have it, but when you watch the documentary on it and just because law enforcement has saw the thing, although nobody has, obviously nobody has any absolute proof of it, but I kind of think when so many people see something, I don't like to discount it because we don't know what they're seeing. We can't sit here and say they, they didn't see it. We can't sit there and go, there's something wrong with them that they're seeing that because it's from all over the place. It's, it's kind of like near-death experiences. We all saw something different, but we all saw something similar and none of us know each other and they're from all over the world. So it's the same for cryptids and all that. We can't really make that determination saying something's real or something isn't real. Mm -hmm. I will say though, when you're talking about YouTube, I watched one time it's this and I'll find it and I'll send it to Laura Lee after this. It's like this short. Um, it's like usually on the YouTube shorts and it's a picture of this white creature with legs and i saw um i saw somebody make a short on it calling it a windigo somebody called it a skinwalker somebody called it a fallen angel somebody called it satan they're all going to call something different so it does get awfully confusing for all of us um my best advice are to be you know don't go in the woods alone <laughs> that would well, be that's the thing, though, right depending on like i downloaded some videos that people have claim to have taken of little people. Uh, we have a very big First Nations a population here where I live in Thunder Bay. And like we were beginning the show, I mentioned the reserve is only 10 minutes away. Not everybody lives on the reserve, but it's mainly Ojibwe and uh, Cree. And like my partner is Métis. I just found out I didn't know, but I am considered Métis. My son actually works with Two-Spirit First Nations um, adolescents and then Indigenous women. And him and my brother's second son traced our family roots. And I didn't even know this, but if a um, First Nations woman married a Caucasian or white man, she lost all her 
her rights to claim mm -hmm. indigenous status. So apparently there was a lot of that on my mother's side. Howie, I want to read your comments, but let me finish this Queen of Death Valley because you know what? You are very, we know you're very knowledgeable. This is the first time we've seen Jen in the comments and I just love Jen and I send you tons of love and, and, um, big hugs. And I hope this doesn't make you sad, but I feel like I need to honor Kevin and Kevin's been gone. Uh, Jen lost him a few years back. And I just want to let you know, I've been thinking about you and sending you much love and healing back to uh, the queen of death Valley here. Um, so at the time, as the legend goes, the tribe was ruled by a matriarch, which is very interesting back in that time, who demanded her people build a vast, lavish palace. They did as she asked, working tire tirelessly to drag slabs of stone uh, with which to create her home. Over time, the queen became tyrannical, enslaving her people and being cursed by her own daughter. Nature took Nature itself took vengeance upon the queen for her vanity and wickedness, and the sun intensifying in heat caused the fertile landscape to dry and wither. This was the tribe's origin story of Death Valley as we know it today. And um, it said the queen's doomed palace can still be glimpsed as a shimmering mirage in the desert heat. Now, there's quite a few facts about skinwalkers, but do you want to read uh, Howie's stuff about the Wendigo? Do you want to, because I feel yeah. like I'm doing a lot of talking here, so. No, that's okay. I, I actually kind of have this uh, in my thing. I just didn't read it. Uh, Wendigo is a mythical creature or evil spirit originating from Eloquin. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, anybody who's out there who is Native Algonquin. American. Algonquin. Algonquin. I am terrible with pronunciation. I really am. Algonquin folklore. Folklore. See, folklore. Folklore. The concept of the Wendigo has been widely used in literature and other works of art, such as social commentary and horror fiction. Absolutely. And it has. And I think the problem is there's, I will never say something is what it is unless I absolutely know. And by absolutely know, it means I have to have, I have me personally, I have to have had the experience. So the only thing that I can call interdimensional personally and feel comfortable about it is Bigfoot. Um, or Yeti or all those. Um, the other ones I don't know, but that's really interesting. I know um, Jennifer had said that she thought they, she was um, saying that her opinion was they were all uh, interdimensional. Interdimensional, which, which I'm going to say, you know what, that is a very safe bet to put there because um, how else could we explain? Well, I guess it's just, it's easy for us to explain things away that way too, but there's something, um, I know a lot about interdimensional, but only because I just stop you for one yeah. second. Mark yeah, says he's yeah. going to run and he says, Thanks for being you to everybody. And he said, Happy oh, thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. We're glad you could pop in. Go ahead, Dave. I didn't mean to stop you there. No, how that's you okay. No, that's okay. But that's just what I was going to say. It's really quite interesting. I mean, we'll probably really never know this until um, we talk to one or until. Well, we we go back say, home. So we go back home ourselves. Yeah, we go back home. You know, we would know. Uh, but until then, it's a it's a beautiful, lovely mystery that holds a lot of. Uh, it's I'm sure there's a lot of truth behind it. I know Mark had said there's tons of this stuff on YouTube, and it is unfortunately more and more these days. I am distrusting more and more. You, I everything I watch on YouTube, except for some of the paranormal investigators with ghosts the ones who do the cryptid hunts and all that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I just find half of it hilarious. Um, 
just because they don't know what to call something. Most people, I always say this, if you are out there trying to sell fear, I'm most likely am not going to believe anything you have to say. I hear you. So Jen just said, uh, love you too. And she said, it's been four years this month when she lost Kevin and I knew Kevin and he, he was so knowledgeable about the paranormal as well and such an amazing guy. So I just wanted to let you know, I was thinking about you, hon. Um, so this is Howie. We're going to, you you've done a lot of typing here and I appreciate it. So it says the Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristic characteristics sorry which possesses which possesses human beings it's said to cause its victims a feeling of insatiable hunger the desire to eat other humans and the propensity to commit an aliving we'll say in a violent way because it's not by their own hand they do it to other people um in some representations the wendigo is described as a giant humanoid with a heart of ice whose approach is signaled by a foul stench or a sudden unreasonable chill. And then he added his two cents worth. Do you want to read that one, Dee? Um, I'm just going to put in my two cents about the Wendigo. My personal opinion, I think a Wendigo is something between a Bigfoot and a werewolf. It's a spiritual being that practices a form of magic. Could be dimensional, but I think it's more of an elemental being. Okay. So, okay. So here's a story. Now, um, there was somebody that my partner Dell used to work with and when he did prospecting and stuff we called him big jim he'd been on my show the angel rock once before and Dell used to have him on quite regularly <laughs> and jim told this story of some pilot i can't remember his name and he used to fly up to alaska and all the northern provinces up there and i believe they had gone to a reserve and they were picking up a young child and a bunch of people that needed to go to a bigger hospital well, i guess mm. the plane crashed and nobody survived but this little boy and the pilot and the little boy i guess wouldn't eat nothing but if he could forage for some roots and things like that. And he was already ill. He needed to be in the hospital, but the pilot ended up, I know it sounds awful, but he had to survive. They were in sub-zero temperatures and people were no longer alive. So I guess he partook in feeding himself what was there, but the child refused and belief systems. I don't know what, well, this guy did survive, and very sadly, the little one didn't. But I guess because of the belief systems, I don't know if I could do it myself. But then you again, well, you know what? Because I don't know, know if you're in that situation. Yeah, you you hardly know because I don't eat meat. And somebody had told me, well, what if you're in the middle of the woods? And it's like, well, I don't know that I would kill anything to eat it. I probably wouldn't take a life in order for mine because one. Well, for, I'm, a, I'm a weird one. If I had to die, I would just die. I'm, I'm cool with it. I've been there before. But I couldn't kill an animal. But I think I would eat one that was dead already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I might, if need be. Like I, I said, the thought of it does not appeal like you, to me. You made a good... To remember, mm -hmm. you don't know what you would do yes. in that situation, regardless of what it is. Yes, Laura Lee, that is an absolutely wonderful, valid point. That's absolutely true. We don't know because we're not in that situation. You know, if all I know, um, I might, 
I might eat first class and not even bat an eye if that plane went down. I make oh, they're all dead, right? Well, or even fear, up. like when you hear about well, fearful situations and everybody's, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking it from their chairs behind their computers with all this judgment. Yet, yeah, you've not been in the same situation. No, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. That's why I always tell people be careful when we judge other people because we really are not in their situation, so we do not know. Um, Jennifer Malik, um, says, do you, can you highlight hers? Oh, do you got that one? Hold on just a second, Jennifer. We're going to get to you. We got Facebook user. It says, I mean, our higher selves are in another dimension. I've heard we too are interdimensional. Perhaps mm -hmm. these creatures are better at going from one dimension to another than we are. Who knows? That's exactly right. Who knows? Um, I think we uh, can do it. We've just never been taught that it's the norm. So I don't think most of us can do it at will as per these more evolved, if you want to call them cryptids, different than humans, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I mean, but as far as like, well, all I can tell you, and I don't remember everything, but over my near death, I was over there without a body. And I guess you could say I was interdimensional because I was thrown into other I guess we'll call them time periods, even though there's really no such thing as past and present. I mean, past and future, it really doesn't exist. It's just something from a different perspective. But I was thrown into, I was going to places where I had died before in how I died and seeing different things. So I guess you could say, absolutely, I was interdimensional at that moment. Or the Mandela um, effect, or I think we can- And the Mandela effect is, yeah. Somebody had a good one on the Mandela effect, which I think that I'm kind of more and more in agreement with. And that is for the Mandela effect, because the earth is shifting and splitting off. Some people do remember it the way it is. And the other people are seeing it the way they see it because it split off. It was two different timelines we're on. We you can know Leanne. Leanne's one of yeah. my closest friends. And her and I like bonded years ago about time dimensions. Uh -huh time travel and all this kind of stuff. And we looked into this because on I think it was TikTok and, and there was a longer video on YouTube. No, I'm not saying this is truthful in any way, shape or form, but he was claiming there was a portal and he was filming it. And I had a lot of questions as we always do. I think yeah. a healthy dose of skepticism is very important. But my point yes. is one of his videos, and I'm sure if you've been on TikTok, you might have seen this, where he takes the Berenstein Bears book and he goes through the doorway and it changes from an um, an E to an A. And then back, it doesn't look like there's cuts in the videos, but as Dave and I often say, with the way technology is today, anything could be done. Yeah, yeah that's the hardest thing. Our, the more everybody wants technology, but the more technology we have, the more we question things <laughs> because there's a Hi, lot of Julie people. Dow. Hi, Julie Dow. But um, now Jennifer had said beings like Wendigo, Bigfoot, Skinwalker, Shapeshifters, and Werewolves are and Dogmen to me are interdimensional. Exactly. Like you said, then you have what are called mimics. Yes. Uh, yes that's a whole nother show. <laughs> that's a, But yes, Jennifer, absolutely. I know what mimics are as well. Um, I've, I think I've come across a few mimics in my lifetime. Um, but I had I one in my previous home that always took my mimic. form. 
But see, I didn't get, I didn't get, well, I've had a doppelganger of myself, but well, that's what people were calling it. And some people called it a mimic. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's, like I said, we have labels for everything. And a lot of people just kind of, sometimes we just use them, you know, however we want to. It's kind of like soul and spirit. People say, what's the difference between soul and a spirit? What's this, that, and the other thing? Um, there's differences between stuff, but uh, I'll use things interchangeably and not have a problem with it. And I understand when other people use them interchangeably. Um, but so Shannon asked Dave, did you ever end up with a form of PTSD from your NDE or near-death experience? My best friend had the same thing happen as you did. She can't handle the sound of suctioning or green lights on clocks and such. I know. I have zero PTSD. In fact, my NDE took away um, 30 years of extreme anxiety disorder, which I was on med every medication in the world. It also you don't even away. look the same, David. No, I don't look. Yeah, I really don't look the same. I don't. Um, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, there's things about me I do remember. I have a lot of weird memories that I remember stuff, and I have to ask people, "Did we do this? Where is that from?" And because I'll have—I mean, I have memories of things like they're my memories. When I ask somebody Did about it, they see stuff though, because my NDE was as a toddler. So when people talk about it, I remember oh, it and I can see it, but not as an adult. But didn't you tell me that there were things that you saw during your NDE that you then ran into once you were back into regular life, if you will, as best as regular life as you could be? Like, didn't you say you visited certain things or saw things and then you sort of almost like a deja vu saw it? Well, again? My, yeah, my deja vus were weird. My predictions, well, I had told that story on, they had, during my NDE, there were certain things I was given knowledge to for whatever reason. And within a year after my NDE, and these are like worldly things too, they started coming true. And, and that included like different parts of, like I said, like when I was talking about Hawaii, uh, my dog, yeah. my brother, all these other things. And then they had said to me, that's the only reason you knew those things at those times is because you wouldn't have believed where you were. So they had to make sure that I believed it. And these things were going to happen anyway. Nobody took anything away from anybody. I just knew about them. Um, I, I don't have that. Um, um, I, I don't have that kind of uh, psychic sense now because they told me that's not something that's really available to people. Um, but, but who knows, but yeah, uh, things are different. Um, what age were I, when I had my ND, I was 49 years old. We can do a whole show on NDEs, you guys. Um, I did have Barbara Bartolome on, she's the head of is it San Francisco? It's I forget what it is, but she's head of the International Association for Near-Death Experiences. And she was amazing. She came on and talked about it. Really down to earth, really cool lady. And Howie, you said y'all need to have Jen on. The only thing is we don't usually have guests on this show, but I would be certainly open to having Jen on the Angel Rock anytime. Um and Jen, you said, I have been removing them from people's homes last few months. Very interesting. And you're talking about mimics. So I, I, I just feel like that's what you're talking about. If I'm wrong, please let me know. 
And this is a good question. At first I thought it was being silly for a second. I went, no, it's a good question. And they say, this Facebook user says, do you think Jeffrey Dahmer could have been overtaken by a Wendigo? So what I know, I grew up with Jeffrey Dahmer. I went to the same bars Jeffrey Dahmer did. I saw Jeffrey Dahmer. I know a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer in his neighborhood. He had absolutely zero connection to anything that would have put him in that predicament. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Jeffrey Dahmer, um, listen, a lot of times when things happen, and this is me, we always want to blame an entity, kind of like um, some religious people. If they do something bad, they'll say, oh, Satan took over me and all that. I have to say this. Listen, anytime we do something awful, you are accountable for it. So and I, I and hear I, you, but when you get into the legend and lore. Well, the legends and lore is we'll let we'll let's slide no, that. They're saying that it could take over a person. Do I believe it did? No, but I thought it might be an interesting conversation point, right? You never yeah. know. So yeah, but, okay. but I think that I think that we have to be accountable for things. I think like I that. don't think anything overtook him either, Dave. And I didn't know yeah, him. not Jeffrey Dahmer, but it's a good question. Now I in, thought it was you know, a good question. And the other thing is too, Dave. Is anybody I think too, a Wendigo? A, a Wendigo, from what I would know, is not a creature that would have an intelligent mindset. You know what I mean of the world to be able That's to cover up what some of the stuff was saying, though. Getting into it, and yeah. it depends who you talk to. The reason why I don't think anything overtook Jeffrey Dahmer, I I don't know. Maybe you've watched this already, but if you haven't, watch some of the interviews after he was incarcerated. Yeah, watch not the movie, the interview. No, not the movie. Uh, the actual interview with him. Yeah. He and- was his, he actually, his father actually blamed himself for Dahmer because Dahmer was, I mean, back then, you guys got to remember, being gay back then was a totally terrible thing. And the fact that he was, had a very rough childhood and he was, and I'm not sticking up for him. I mean, what he did was terrible. Um, but there were so many psychological things he was beat yeah. down on. He literally thought by consuming these people, they couldn't leave him anymore. They couldn't leave was, him. Yeah, they. Yeah, he was afraid of- people would leave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's, I don't think a Wendigo would be like that. I think you know, a Wendigo. Michael, I have run into so many people that follow true crime. I follow mm-hmm. it and I try and get into maybe it's a nurse in me. I don't know, but and I don't know if I'll ever understand it. But what makes somebody a true sociopath, psychopath, or even beyond that, and what would ever possess you to want to do that to somebody else, right? And when he's very honest in these interviews, if you listen to him, and it's exactly what Dave said, he didn't want to be alone. And yeah, he didn't want to. Yeah, it was really actually quite sad. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's sad for all of them. Long story, though, in Milwaukee, where I grew up, where he was, it was, it, trust me, I was right in the middle of all of it and heard everything. Police officers, it was on the news nightly. But I don't know, though, as far as a Wendigo, I mean, I don't know any Wendigos personally. I haven't sat down and chatted with someone. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to either. I mean, if there are Wendigos, you go do you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> go do you. I want nothing yeah. to do with it. 
Nothing. Stay in your woods. I will stay out here. I will not go in there. And I'm cool with that. Because we um, have, I found all the facts and stuff like this. Like I say, normally we'd have it ready ahead of time, but we were ready to pivot if we needed to so close to the holidays. Yeah. And we did all this research, like going on three, might even been four weeks ago when oh, we did it. And so we still have a lot more because you guys, it's already like we only got about another 10 minutes. See how fast this goes? So Shannon says, NDEs or near-death experiences are fascinating. They are. I have studied them professionally and personally for over 40 years. And again, I had one as a toddler, so I don't remember a lot. But what I do remember is like, say, Dave talks about certain things or other people do and the colors and the sounds and the smells and the music and certain bits and pieces of it. So David has a much more clear, concise memory of what happened because she also no, I said... I very vaguely, yes. And you said, uh, perhaps people can send you guys stories about their NDEs and you guys could do a show. So you both talk faster than I type. I love that idea. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I've, I've, I've read so many of them, though. I, You know, I, I can tell you this in all honesty, and I'll be completely honest with this. I'm intrigued by NDEs, by other people who tell them, mm -hmm. but I kind of stopped looking into them for a while. Mm -hmm. Um for this reason, the first reason I started looking into them, and this is before I even put it all together, like everybody, no, like the hospital didn't say to me, David, you had an NDE. I'm like, why the hell is that? There's like, no, you lost this, your heart, you know, this, that. And then I started having all these memories. And it was as I was going on and talking to other people, they're like, are you getting memories from this, that? And I was like, yeah. And, but anyway, I started researching them and there's different types of NDEs. There's a lot more people who've had NDEs when they come out of them. Usually they do not, uh, I, they don't, um, they don't uh, regurgitate religious gospel. It's usually like, um, okay, everything I was taught is completely wrong. That um, would be the norm. Yes. That would be the norm. Yeah, that's the norm. Then there's a lot of them that said they got to see hell or they went to hell and that there's a hell. I have a theory about that too. <laughs> I do too. A lot of those people, what I see, I and Laura Lee knows me. I am I am such a skeptical jerk. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't mean to be I just, want, I, just <laughs> I just want to make sure that if I'm going to talk about something, I need to have had the experience or know something really well about it or something. I don't just believe everything. And I've never been like this before. So that's another new one. Um, uh, but the, a lot of the people who saw hell, then they would go on all these religious channels and start doing it. So it was a lot of that is just uh, great. I have a theory. And what my theory is, and it's too long because we're not going to have enough time. But if we do an NDE show on this, that I think that if your heart hasn't completely, completely, completely stopped and you've completely stopped breathing and there was a story about this um, gentleman in the military, he was a private and he ended up, it was supposed to be a prank, but it went wrong. And there was a noose hanging in one of the things they were hanging around on base over the weekend and there was only four of them. And uh, he had what would be deemed a hellish experience. But I think that because there's so many different dimensions, right? And yeah. I think that when you're gone, you have the choice, right? Just as you do in life, you some people stay or you can ascend and move on. But if you're not quite there, you know what I mean? 
and your heart maybe still has a few beats. And I've talked to a couple other people that have studied NDEs and they, they've sort of concurred. Not everybody does, because again, we're not going to have all the answers till we go back. Yeah, but it would make sense to me. What if you ended up in one of those lower dimensional? Um, Dante's Inferno. Some people say for Dante's Infernos because he ended up, there's a there's one of the seven lower levels where all sound, dreams, bad stuff has to be contained in because all energy exists. So that's my theory. Plus, yeah. I think coupled with religious dogma, right? Because, or maybe you never know, maybe contracted to my have My guys have told me and they told me when I was there, it's all based on your belief system. Because I did not have a religious belief system or anything, or I did, I mean, I I went to church and my parents are religious, but I was not stuck in any belief system. I had a few belief systems I was stuck in as a medium or a psychic beforehand because I followed a lot of you know, spiritual people, I'm telling you, they're spiritual people who are just pull stuff out of their butt or they read it in the book and now it's law to them. And not that that's bad. You got to start somewhere. But all these things people told me that I fell under that when I got over there, they're like, mm, no, David. Um, and I'm like, okay, thank you, because it sounded really wacky. Um, but it really does make sense. When you leave here, it really does make sense. Whatever belief system you have, that's what you're going to go through. When there are some people who saw hell because that's what they needed to see for their mm -hmm. reset. You know, does it mean that it exists? It does in the minds of man. And that's what my guides will tell me all the time about things in the minds of man. Yes. Outside yep, of the minds of man. So powerful and yeah. Our minds, our thoughts, our words, and our emotions, but we've never been taught that. That's why things like the law of attraction works and manifesting yeah. and things like that. And so uh, coupled with a belief system or lack of, there's a near-death experience of Dr. Eben Alexander. He's not even, he was like a neurosurgeon and oh, complete, complete atheist and now he's no longer even working as a neurosurgeon. He's completely done a 180. Yeah. So it's hard to say. I just wanted to read. Oh, sorry. Were you going to say something, Dave? Sorry. No, go ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. So Kaysen said, I like to watch documentaries about people who were wrongfully convicted and in like 20 years got released after catching the real criminal. Those stories give me hope going through the darkness. And what I wanted to add to that, Kaysen, every day is a new day. And when, you know, you feel like you don't have any hope, sometimes you just got to take it minute by minute, right? Let me see yeah. that face on there before I finish with, is that Willow? Yep. I knew I had to see because Dave says she has resting biatch face. That's why I was going, let me see that face. So does. remember oh. that. Okay. Um, and, uh, I'm not trying to make this sound cliche, but dark times do not last forever. No, all things. My guys have told me I've been through many a dark times. They always have. They've tell me to this day, David, all situations are temporary. Mm -hmm. So the thing is when you're feeling that, and I, I, I get it. And even though we don't always talk about the dark things that we've been through, we all have them. And I'm so glad that you pop in here and you, um, you know, and you hang out with people and you're always, everybody, we love our audience. That's why the, my show, The Angel Rock and this show are so audience participative. If you guys weren't here, we would be 
doing this show. Well, we'd be talking about this stuff. We just wouldn't be on the air because we are almost out of time. Yes, we are. And you know what? I'm going to tell them our year anniversary is coming up. Oh, yeah. Our year anniversary. Be here for that show. We haven't decided everything, but we think we're going to do something really fun. It's the first Thursday after New Year's. We've been here a full year, you guys. So, Dave, do you want to tell them where to where to find you and how to get a hold of you? Yes. Um, you can follow me on TikTok or Facebook under the Spirit Experience. I mean, I'm sorry, YouTube or Facebook under the Spirit Experience. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Medium David Hansel. Please make sure you're following the right person on TikTok. I have like 98,000 plus followers or something because um, I have like 30 or 40 people who fake me. I never, ever, ever, neither does Laura Lee DM people to solicit readings. The only place you can get a reading from me personally is through my website called theywhispertome.com. Don't forget. Uh, Christmas Eve, you're planning on hopefully doing a show oh, on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, Christmas Eve, if you go follow me on TikTok, I am planning to go live for a little bit to do some readings. I know there's going to be a lot of people, probably do some fun readings and stuff like that. I might do some mediumship readings. I am not sure. Like I tell people, I don't ever do them on TikTok unless... If a spirit were to come in and give me something, I, I'd never say no. I'm like, okay, I got you. And I you say it. Okay, you guys, hang on too. I forgot to mention this. How could I? We're almost out of time here. Stay tuned yeah. if you're enjoying the paranormal discussion. Second night of the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano is on next. So you guys want to stay tuned for that. Cindy, David has four cats. And Jennifer, thank you. She says, awesome show, y'all. Enjoyed it. And congratulations. Thank you. Faye says, thank you. Brilliant discussion. Shannon, I got to make this clear to you. We, we only got two hours. Okay, I know. It would be fun if we could hang out for hours hours but that's why we have another show right after us that's awesome now i don't know what they're doing for their shows or whatever on the outer realm or we've got the horsefly chronicles on monday night after me with philip and julia Syracusa. so monday night i will be here with the angel rock christmas night uh 6 to 8 p.m eastern standard time I'll also be here new year's day i'm doing a show that day but i'm not having any guests so we get to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about hang out have fun do whatever if you ever want to get a hold of me and get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock um i have two groups on facebook paranormal university for all things paranormal and the angel rocker tribe for more spiritual type things the youtube channel always has backups of the shows that's the angel rock with laura lee and you can pretty well find me in absolutely every uh, social media platform as well so we want to wish y'all happy holidays you want to tell them yeah. what to, how to stay? Merry Christmas, stay. happy holidays, happy solstice, happy everything to you guys. And um, yeah, happy holidays. Stay spooky. Dave, yeah, Dave, stay Dave. spooky, you guys. Um, I'm sorry, my head's still. <laughs> I know. I know. This, this is the first time I've sat down, so <laughs> we're a little bit behind. See, cat, okay. cats well, we love like you guys that. very much, and we will see you next week. I hope Santa is very good to you, yes. and if he is not good to you, then go be good to yourself and screw some. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, ready? You yep. One, two, three. What's, What's at the foot of your, your bed? bed? We're almost oh, there. The delay. With the delay. Yeah. It's the we're delay. Right. It's not letting us do it. We All right, you guys. Merry we'll Christmas.
Merry Christmas. So we'll probably see you. Oh, don't forget. I almost forgot. Carrie Lynn tomorrow. Shellhorn. Don't forget it. 6 to 8 p.m. here on UPR and Spirit Switchboard. Dave and I are joining her as guests. And the winner of her 12 days of giving is joining us. She gets two hours to hang with us. I don't know what we're doing, but it's going to be fun. So you want to join us. Love you all. Stay yep. tuned for the other round, guys. See you next week and tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>